All right. Welcome to Iron Man Connect. Welcome to everyone tuning in online. So glad that you're here this morning. Do we have any first timers here today? Awesome. Joe Sparrow, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Good morning. How are you? Lively bunch this morning. We're going to get started here. I'm actually going to be inviting up. Uh, Jason looks like he's doing something right now. Whenever you get a second, Jason's going to come up and introduce this morning's teaching fellow. Good morning, Ironman. How's everybody doing this morning? Wonderful. Let's, uh, let's open up in a word of prayer and get, get our day started. Dear Lord, I just thank you for who you are. I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you wired us in a way that will honor and please you and, and just in a way that allows us to enjoy this life and uh, pursue what you've put before us. Help us be iron men of God out and about that we may represent you, that uh, we may stand for you and uh, love for you as you've called us to. Help us to love our families and our friends and our community and um, help us just to be... Uh, the examples for those that they may look and want what we have and help us to uh, communicate what that is. So just thank you uh, for this morning. We pray for Nick as he shares and uh, just guide and direct us today that we may have great discussion uh, that draws all of us deeper in relationship with you. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So good morning. I got a, a treat for you this morning. Uh, it is Nick Fusaro. He, uh, he spent eight years in the Marine Corps. He was uh, Amtrak's AAVs. He's been an Ironman for seven years. He's been married to his bride, Rebecca, for 12 years. And he has uh, two sons, Nate and Jackson. They're seven and four. It's a short intro this morning. So I'm going to hand it right over to Nate. He's coming right up to share with us. So... I don't know where to, I usually clip this on here, but your beard's going to completely cover it. Should I clip it onto the beard? <laughs> Somewhere, it might be too low. But. Jason, thank you for the introduction. I'm not one to have a bunch of stuff on my resume that I'd want to let everybody know. Not worth it. He got the main points and we're good. Uh, good morning, gents. For those that don't know me, my name's Nick Fazzaro. Once again, it's a privilege and an honor to be able to teach here at Ironman Connect. I'm not 100% sure who vets the teaching fellows as they come through, but this is the second time that I've been able to teach, so uh, we might need to change that process, Ryan. This month, we've been learning about how God has wired us. As Jason and Tom both uh, read some of verse, or Psalm 139, I'll continue with that theme. I'll be reading out of the ESV version if anybody wants to follow along. The subtitle for Psalm 139 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night as bright as day, for darkness is as light with you. 
For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Man, those verses in Psalm 139, that's, that's some powerful stuff. God knew us before our mothers even knew they were pregnant. God knows us inside and out, and we cannot hide from him. Right now, right here, we're all in this room exactly where we're supposed to be. God knows our thoughts and our words before we ever think or speak. Personally, I had no idea how God had wired me. So when I was told I'd be teaching on the topic, I did what anybody under the age of 40 would do. I googled it. The Myers-Briggs personality test popped up and I took one. I had taken a Myers-Briggs test about 10 to 15 years ago, but I had no idea what the results were. So the results from this test came back and told me that I was something called a virtuoso, which sounded fantastic. I'm mostly an introvert, which I didn't know, but it kind of makes sense. I'm observant down to earth, and supposedly I know what's going on. I also think objectively and rationally. I'm good at improvising and adapting. I'm even-tempered, resistant to stress, and I don't worry that much. Last week, Tom, who's not here with us today, he might be on the Zoom call, he uh, told us not to take the test just once, but to take a few of them so we really know what our personality type is. So when I went home last week after Tom's teaching, I took the test again because maybe I had multiple personalities like Tom does. You know, we're we are Marines after all. No, I was, I was still a virtuoso. I wasn't here for Jason's teaching, but I got to listen to it. He's wired like King David's best friend, Jonathan. Are you kidding me? So I wondered who I was wired like in the Bible. Apparently, Laban. A deceiver, a liar, and a cheat. Has the same personality type that I do. I, I, could, I couldn't really go in that direction for this morning. <laughs> So I had to come up with a better idea. <laughs> Instead, I looked for people that all of us would know. Um, came up with a few fictional characters. Jack Bauer from 24. John McClane from Die Hard. MacGyver. James Bond. Nah, that's what I'm talking about, you know? That, things are starting to look up. So I read about my strengths and my weaknesses and my personality. Some of the personality strengths are optimistic and energetic, practical, spontaneous, rational, adaptable, positive, thorough, logical, confident. I'm great in a crisis and relaxed. I agreed with those. But some of the weaknesses are stubborn, insensitive, reserved, easily bored, difficulty focusing, risk-taking, struggling to commit, and always looking for something new. I agreed with those too. Part of my testimony is the change that took place from when I told my wife that, to find a church to take my kids to, to when I told Rebecca that I had accepted Christ and that we were going to church that week. I typically leave out the part when Rebecca asked me if going to church was just another one of my things, because that, that stuff was happening so often. When Rebecca asked me that question, it really hit home. Of course, me accepting Christ wasn't just some fad, but I could see why she would ask that. I had been out of the Marine Corps for a few years by then. I had gone to Motorcycle Mechanics Institute and learned how to work on small engines. Then I went to UCF for mechanical engineering. I had owned eight different cars since I met Rebecca, four different motorcycles. I had new hobbies regularly, new projects that were never finished, and I constantly had new ideas about which direction our life should go together. I was a mess. In the midst of all that distraction, I can look back and see that God was always there. 
As it says in Psalm 139, where can we go? Where can we flee? God is in heaven, in Sheol, in the middle of the sea, and the dark he turns into light. We can't hide from him, no matter how hard we might try. And I tried for a super long time. I believe that God created us each the way that we're, both, we're supposed to be. Yeah, there are some things in us that aren't perfect because of the brokenness caused by sin. But if we dig past that and find out who we were wired to be, we will feel complete. God doesn't make mistakes when he's creating us, but he uses our circumstances and our choices throughout our lives to shape us into who we were wired to be. How else can somebody like me, who served three combat tours in the Middle East, come home with the invisible scars of war and still be able to stay home and raise my two boys, if not for the hope and the joy that we find in Jesus? I'll end my time today with a quick story. A quote that's sometimes attributed to Albert Einstein, who's a virtuoso like me, says there's only two ways to live life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. A little over a year ago, my brother-in-law, who was an integral part of bringing me to Christ, ended up in the hospital with COVID. Come to find out, he had other medical issues going on. And while in the hospital, the doctors found multiple masses in his stomach. It was later determined by an oncologist to be stage four colon cancer. Not a very good prognosis. When we found out about his diagnosis, my whole family got together and did what James says in chapter five, verse 14 through 16. In verse 14, James asks, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. For the next six months, he went through intense chemotherapy with not one side effect. He had surgery to remove the masses, and when the doctors tested him again, they said all they could find were dead cancer cells. Today, he remains cancer-free. I tell this story to say that there's two ways to explain what happened to my brother-in-law. First, we could say that the doctors were great. They used their knowledge from all their years in school to come up with a treatment plan. They executed that plan and they saved his life. And that's 100% true. Or we could say God, in his sovereignty, wired the doctors for that moment in time, whether they believed in him or not, in order to save my brother-in-law's life because God wasn't done with him on this planet yet. A miracle. I hope that you will try to figure out how God has wired you because when you do, you'll have a new appreciation for the things in life. Thanks.